Hey, Jared, you know what I like? Um, petite women. I like a good gene. And I like, oh, the, I like the, I like the word gene. Uh, you know, a gene as in a singular pair of pants. I know pants is plural, but I like the word gene. And not I like, as in Gene Wilder or anything no, like that. No, not, not Gene Wilder, not Gene Simmons. No kind, no, none of those genes. I like genes that I can wear. I want comfort. I want some style. I, I, and I don't, here's the thing. If you go to a certain, uh, a certain place looking for good quality jeans that, that are also stylish. What do you end up sacrificing? A little too much flash, a little too much ridiculousness on the behind. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't need bedazzled. I don't need uh, distress. <laughs> I don't need any of that, that kind of stuff. What I need is as a man who played soccer all my life, right. I have two things, big butt and trunk thighs. Mm-hmm. And I need a pant that's going to fit me like that. Mm-hmm. Now, see, look, it took me a long time to get on board with the slimmer look of jean. And I'm not, I don't wear skinny jeans. I'm not that guy. Although, Mott no, I enjoy a straight leg, though. Mott, Mott and Bo, who we have, who we're talking about right now, does have skinny jeans. For those of you who enjoy painting them on, I'm a little bit more of the slim area. And straight leg, absolutely. That is a classic uh, style. Well, if when you... I picked out my Mott and Bows that I got in the mail, yeah. I picked out with the straight leg. And that's okay. what I like to go with. I'm at the point now where I don't need to highlight anything on my body. If anything, I need to distract from it. The straight leg does that for me. It keeps me tight around the thighs and then breaks around the calves. That's what I need. And I wear boots to work now, so I need a little bit. I don't want the boot cut. Yeah, the boot cut's too much for me. Right. So um, if you go to mottenbow.com, you get 20% off for using the promo code SOCCER. These are handcrafted premium jeans straight out of the box. They're not super expensive. They're under 100 bucks. Uh, they start in that area. They're ridiculously comfortable. No, None of that ugly back pocket stuff we just talked about with the super stitching and all of that nonsense. Uh, and they have uh, a program, a, a policy here. If you are unsure about your waist size, which one's going to fit you? I'm in that area, Jared. I'm a, a maybe a, I'm a 32. I'm a 34. I'm a 33. Who knows? Uh, they I'm have a, a 34 with with I'm 34 without a belt, 36 with a belt. Okay, there you go. You have a, they have a try on program. You get an additional size for free to try in the comfort of your home. You keep the one that fits perfectly. You send the other one back with the pre printed, prepaid return label. It's all convenient. There you go. So. Again, premium jeans starting out at under a hundred bucks. Family-owned company, and if you use the promo code soccer at mottenbow.com, m-o-t-t-a-n-d-b-o-w.com, you get twenty percent off, and you hook up your boys too, and that's important. Hook us up. There you go. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f- the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go. Best soccer show. Backheel.com. Live recording. Not a live show. A live recording of said show. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. I don't know if I said that already. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Ah, you know, man, it's been, it's been wacky. It's been crazy, but and and we've had some some life things happen, and it's prevented us from from being here. But it's good timing because national team plays on Friday night, Jared. Um, we've got three weeks of the MLS season in the books. There's uh, there's stories all over the place, really, that we can There's talk a about. U23 roster. That's right. There's MLS going. Uh, 
a little bit of a down second week, but some good things happened on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the well, three weeks. We are through three weeks, right? This three? Oh God, it is week three, isn't it? <laughs> we just finished week three. Yeah, it's going fast. Don't, don't, don't hold on, Jared. You know, lo- put put on your uh, safety harness, otherwise you'll fall out of the ride, and that would be bad. But then you could probably sue the the amusement park for millions of dollars and be set for life. Uh, yeah, you, in my wheelchair. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to play anymore. Uh, so there's that. Uh, we also have uh, we we've got to block off some time, Jared, for the ESPN player poll. They they run this player poll every year. This year, it's 123 active players asked a, a crap ton of questions, asked about the most overrated players in the league, the most underrated players in the league, the coaches they want to play for. This is, I mean, obviously, you know, it has to be anonymous, but I, I, this is some pretty, some pretty heavy stuff in here. Some pretty interesting. I don't know. Is there, is a little, is there jealousy? Do you get the sense that there's some jealousy coming out through some of this stuff? Uh, maybe uh, for some folks, but you would like to think they pull enough people that it averages out in the end and you get the real answers. Did it, did it acknowledge how many players were pulled? Yeah. 123. Yeah. Then I case I'm not, I'm not too worried about. Uh, about individual like jealousies or anything like that. I think for the most part, at 123 person pool, uh, pool, uh, let's say that is 10 starting 11s in, uh, or what, 12 starting 11s mm-hmm. in, uh, in MLS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good size amount of people. Yeah. Well, the, okay, there are some quotes here. Maybe I'll read some of those to you and you can tell me if you get the sense there's a little bit of bitterness on, on the part of some of these people and, and, and whether or not, I mean, there's a range of opinions here that I think is, is interesting. It's, it's good. I mean, I'm glad we don't have everybody thinking the same way. Uh, but there's some, some interesting stuff. So we'll dive up. We'll dive into that. I think we have to prioritize, uh, the national team program, the U23s, Jared, as you said, U23s have a roster because they're playing the same day, same days as the U.S. men's national team and breaking news. It's not breaking news. Uh, especially for you, uh, those of you listening to this later. But what's interesting, what happened today, Jared, I did three hours of radio today, okay, for, for, for soccer morning. And I spent some time talking about Christian Pulisic and whether or not it was the right thing to not call him in and maybe he's too young and, uh, you know, what, what had somebody call and say, Hey, but if he's good enough, he should be playing at least one of the U23s. Why would you keep him out of that team? Turns out. Uh, confirmed by, by many sources that he actually was on the senior roster, could still join the U.S. in Columbus for the second game of this set against Guatemala, but that he's not with the team now because he's got a cold. What do you make of that? I, 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 listen, if he's good enough to play, then I think he should be playing with the U23s. Okay. And the reason for that being, I think he makes a bigger impact immediately for that team. Um, and also, I think there's a couple guys I'd rather see right now on the senior national team that are doing it at their club teams consistently and getting a lot of minutes, like a Sebastian Legette, you know, that plays a similar position to what uh, Pulisic is. And I don't, I don't know that one's better than the other, but I do know that one guy has played a lot more games and is more established. And I think if, if <sighs> Jurgen Klinsmann talks about people being ahead of other people and stuff like that. I don't see how he's not ahead of a 17-year-old playing, what, had, what, three caps, four caps for his, yeah, his club team? Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, if he's good enough, and this is a quote, actually, that my friend Auntie in uh, Finland sent me today. Since I talked about it, he said, if you're, old, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Meaning, who cares how old he is? If he's good enough to play for the senior national team, put him in the senior national team. My my thing is, I, I'm not going to flat out say he should be in the U23 team, but I will say that 
if you are valuing making the Olympics and the tougher task for these two teams is beating Colombia over two legs, not beating Guatemala once on the road and once at home, then why wouldn't you give Andres Herzog some some bullets for his chambers? I mean, you're, you're keeping John Brooks out of it. You're keeping Yandre Yedlin out of it. You're keeping Kristen Pulisic out of it. Why wouldn't you give Andy Herzog the best possible team? I'm not saying it's a bad team. We'll look at the U23 roster in a second, Jerry. Because Klinsman's senior team is so effed up right now that he might need a 17-year-old wonder kid to get him to the World Cup. That's, oh my, I mean, I don't even know, like... Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Should I should I weep openly? Is that is that the proper well, I mean, response? All of a sudden, I mean, Julian Green is on the U twenty threes, but he was good enough for a World Cup spot. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and I, I this I, is what Klinsman does. He's gonna bring the seventeen year old kid into camp. We're gonna hype him all up, and he could be doing real good work, important work, to get himself to an Olympics. Mm. But we're gonna bring him in with these this big guys because Klinsman's got to take a look. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we've done this with a number of players um, over time. He, he brings these young folks in, and there's head scratchers around the league when you look around like, yeah. well, how come this guy's not getting a look? Mm. There's guys that can't get a sniff, mm-hmm. you know, and I, 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 I don't know what the better – and it's even worse this time around because the U23s are there. This is a one-off game, well, one-off leg, uh, two-leg uh, series to see who's going to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, it's two. It's Wait, an, is it two games or is it one game? It's two games. It's an aggregate it's series. Games, yeah. It's an aggregate series. Two games. One uh, in Barranquilla and then one here in the United States in Frisco, Texas. So, um, you know, yeah, to to beat Colombia over two legs, you need to go down there and I think get a result, Jared. I think. I mean, there's something to be said for the fact that Andres Herzog has something going on down there. He has a team that's been established and guys have been working with each other for quite some time, and Pulisic hasn't been a part of that. But he hasn't been part of the senior team. No, either. right, exactly. Uh, I mean, and may, actually, maybe in a weird way, that's why he's with the senior team. If you're going to make, and I'm not saying that this is justification, I'm just thinking through this process. Maybe the argument is, well, that U23 team does know each other pr- pretty well. They do have some sort of chemistry going. You can't throw a Christian Pulisic into the mix and expect it to stay that way. So the senior team, as you said, a little more effed up these days. Maybe because of that fact, you can justify shoehorning him into the senior team. Not that he's definitely going to come. Again, Doug McIntyre's scoop is that he will join the team in Columbus if healthy, which I guess means if he doesn't have his snot going. I mean, I don't know what his cold exactly is. But at first I was wondering if that cold was just a cover for him not being in the U23 team, but I don't know anything. Um, I think you give him benefit of the doubt on this one. You don't want to bring a guy over if he's sick. Um, and okay. I'm sure uh, right. Bruce uh, – I'm sure uh, – uh, uh, Dortmund isn't very keen to let him go if he's sick either. No, so sure. I, no. I, I get it. These things happen. I'm not going right. to read too much into it. Conspiracy theories. I think the bigger issue is what team he's going to be playing for. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fact of whether or not he's coming or not, I don't think is as big of a deal. Okay, let's uh, let's go through these rosters as we do in our traditional manner. Jared, you can uh, stop me at any time if you have comment. Of course, I feel I I, uh, I maintain my right to jump in on comment. On anybody, do you want to do this by uh, by position first? Yeah, go for uh, that. Okay, let's see. I mean, they actually don't let me sort by by position at US Soccer. Uh, I have it here. Okay, you want to, do you want to do it? All right, let's yeah, let's flip it over. Go uh, goalkeepers, you have uh, Cody Cropper, Ethan Horvath. No, 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 and, no. no. Oh, you want to start U twenty threes? I thought we would start. Oh, that, with, that's what you were saying. No, I, I thought we would start with the the senior squad. I think worked. Oh, I have that. By, I have that by position as well. Okay, go ahead. Um, goalkeepers for the U.S. national team seniors is uh, David Bingham. 
uh, uh-huh. Brad Guzan, uh-huh. Tim Howard, and William Barbaro. He's going to bring four players into a uh, 26-player camp, yes. which will be weeded down. Right. He's not going to take all of these guys. Or they're not all going to be uh, involved in the trip to Guatemala City. City, I imagine, on Friday. It's a matter of training for a couple of days, an extra body. So who's the odd man now, Bingham or Bingham. Yarborough? I think it's Bingham. I think he still sees something in Yarborough. Uh, he's younger. He's got a, maybe got a future. Uh, I saw some guys on Twitter they decided, I can't believe we didn't come up with this, and I'm stealing from my friend James Tyler and, and Ryan Rosenblatt, but we're going to call him um, Billy, Billy Yarbs or Bill Yarbs. I'm not sure which one is funnier. <laughs> or Yarbles, maybe. Um, yep. What do you, uh, th- there's one keeper not listed here that I'm wondering why he's not, and it's not Nick Romando. Who do you think it is? Okay. One, uh, Luis Robles. No. No. Uh, one keeper who's not listed. Who you think should be in the camp? I can't believe it's not instantly coming to your mind. Uh, uh, well, it's not Sean Johnson because you're not a fan, right? Not a fan of Sean Johnson. Okay, no. uh, let's see. Then it's not Bill Hamid. He's out injured. Uh, oh, it was Bill Hamid. I did not know he was out injured. Oh, yeah. No, dude, he's out for a couple months. <laughs> Didn't he start the season? <laughs> then, no, they are down to their third keeper in D.C. right now. Oh, you're really paying attention to MLS in the early going. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch D.C. games. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's good. That's really good. I like it. No, you, and you really have no reason to watch DC games, let me tell you. I honestly thought <sighs> he played a game for DC. No, he got, he had a knee injury. He was supposed to be in the January camp, and he missed that camp because he, because he had a knee injury um, early, uh, very, very early in the calendar year and had surgery. He's out for three to four months, I believe, is the time, the time scale. So he's got another couple of months left before he's, uh, coming back or at least a month. All right. So yeah, no Bill Hamid. I don't have any problem with that, with, with that group. I mean, it's, it's goalkeepers. Um, you know, maybe we can talk Tim Howard or the Rapids at some point today, Jared, if we want to jam it in. Uh, Guzan and Howard, how, there's just nobody yet that's eclipsed them, especially with Hamid injured. So that's, that's no problem. Well, and also, uh, obviously, Tim Howard in the news right now, joining Columbus, excuse me, Colorado, um, in the during the summer transfer window. I don't understand why that. I don't understand why that deal didn't get done to be ready for the beginning of the season. I mean, he's going to sit the bench in Everton for another month and a um, half, yeah, and then a month and a half after that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I think the transfer window is as the transfer window closed. I think so. Yeah, it's closed, but I don't yeah. understand why this deal. He was sitting the bench in January. So um, I don't understand why this yeah. deal didn't happen while I, that transfer window was open, that's and Colorado doesn't start the year with the guy they want. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's. Uh, I, I. I. I don't know. We. We can come back to Tim Howard if you want in his move to, to Colorado back to MLS. Let's go through the defenders. Defenders. You have Ventura Alvarado, Matt Beasler, Steve Birnbaum, John Brooks, Jeff Cameron, Edgar Castillo, Omar Gonzalez, Michael Orozco, Fiscal, and DeAndre Yedlin. A lot of center backs there. Michael fucking As far as I can tell, there are two fullbacks on that list, right? Two, uh, two natural. Yedlin and Edgar Castillo. Yes. You could say Jeff Cameron if you no. wanted to. No, he's a center back. For the U.S. men's national team these days, he's a center back, right? Are we, are we... Not, when there's, not when there's eight other center backs. Well, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Out of nine, out of nine defenders called in, seven, seven of them are center backs. Are you, are you serious? Like, the, I'm, I mean, I get maybe that that's your best nine right now. Did you say Brooks is in there? Brooks is definitely in there, right? Brooks is in there, okay. yeah. So if you got 26 positions and you got to cut three to get down to 23, one's going to be a keeper. Mm-hmm. One's got to be at these defenders, right? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about the cuts too much. I mean, yeah, I, it could be Castillo, who hasn't been in the national team picture since 2014. Yeah. Um, it could be 
But that's a fullback that you, again, you don't have any other fullbacks. Maybe it's one of those center backs. Maybe, it, maybe you send Brooks to the U23s or something. Maybe Klinsman's got some weird training program he wants to put Brooks through before he sends him to play with the U20. That would be stupid, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about this group? Because look, I, I know that he's thin at fullback in general. Uh, but to, to, to bring seven center backs and, and limit yourself. I mean, Cameron can play right back in a pinch, but what, what else you got there? I'd, uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather bring in like Breck Shea. Yeah. Maybe. Like, at least it gives you a different look. Um, uh, is there really, do you really need a, do you really need seven center backs? No. Or do you want to sacrifice one of them and bring a Breck Shea? Or I wouldn't say Robbie Rogers. He's not looked good to start the, the LA Galaxy season. Well, he's but also been can, swapped. His position has been swapped. I mean, give the guy a little yeah, bit of a Kill break. Kelvin Costa has played there for the national team. Okay, but he's yeah, he's with the U23s and he's a midfielder. And his future yeah. is a midfielder. But yes, I see what you're saying. Go ahead. I mean, there's other options there. I don't know what um, uh, well, you the have, status is on um, wh- why Fabian Johnson is not listed as a defender. Well, I, that's a good question, and and sometimes that that doesn't apply. But of course, Fabian Johnson just but just had a groin injury on Friday, and it's odd that he's being called up at all, but Klinsman wants to evaluate him. So there's a chance that well, Fabian Johnson... really bang up job with that at the Rose Bowl a few uh, uh, months back. Fabian Johnson may not, play, not, may not be available at all, regardless of what his position is. Um, uh, Tim Ream, he could have been called in. He's a little bit of a... Uh, he's versatile, that's can a, play. That's, a, that's another center back I know, conversion. Though. I know. You're right. No, he's in the mold of Cameron. I'm just saying. Um, you know, beyond that, I, I, like I said, beyond that, it is a little thin. Uh, it's not as though Klinsman has a has a ton of options. I mean, he could bring in Brad Evans, but then people are going to mo- oh, never mind. He's hurt. He I hurt his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a he's got an injured shoulder. Uh, he, we know he's not calling in guys like Lehigh. Uh, he's not. He, could he could he bring back a Johnny Bornstein? I mean, th- that guy's actually playing well right now in, down in Mexico these days. I don't believe you. Uh, you don't believe he's playing well? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean your scout, your scouting ability. I mean, at all. what about, so you what about figure, Timmy Chandler? And you got to figure Edgar Castillo is probably odd man out in this. He's going to leave. That leaves you with now one true fullback, and even that fullback, you could make the case might be a midfielder in DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah. So if Fabian Johnson can go, you might be seeing a Fabian Johnson DeAndre Yedlin backline. But hey, I think Fabian Johnson's Jer- been playing Jared. so well at midfield Jared. for his club team. Jared, what? What if he decides to play three at the back? He ain't playing three in the back. You're crazy. <laughs> He's done it before in a friendly against Peru. He's done every position imaginable. <laughs> oh, fuck. Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> are you, are you, are you allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's German. Those people are playing cute. hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't need to go down that road. Yeah. Don't Germans type, make the best adult stuff. Don't type in German into your favorite adult search engine. Don't do that. No. Yeah. Don't type. Yeah. You know, you should type is German positions. No. Don't do. No. No. See what happens. No. Don't do. No. Talk don't do that. Bunch of links about Glockenspiels <laughs> and stuff. All right. Well, we've got so we, we've established that there's a problem at the back. Let's go to the midfield. At least maybe they can help cover for the back, Jared. Uh, back here, you have the return of one Kyle Beckerman. Ah, yeah. Uh, Alejandro Bedoya, Michael Kyle, Bradley. Kyle Beckerman coming off a red card in his last MLS game. Go ahead. Uh, Alejandro Bedoya, Michael Bradley, Mix Discarude, uh, Ethan Finley, Fabian Johnson, Darlington Nagby, and Lee Wynn. Oh, wow. Okay. There, there's fun stuff there. There is some fun stuff there. Um, look, I'm going to uh, blow up my own spot when we were talking about the poll uh, of players that's coming later. Jared, the most overrated player in MLS, according to 
um, a certain number of the 123, the player most identified as overrated, is in that group. Who do you think he is, if you had to guess? Well, I, you said it earlier, so it's Miss Disco. I did already say it? Damn. Yeah. I it blew up. Damn. Okay. That's terrible. Blew up your own spot. All right. Well, actually, how about this? Uh, one of the players who tied for most underrated is in that list. Who do you think that is? Uh, most underrated player on in that midfield list I just gave? Yes. Kyle Beckerman. No. Who? Come on, man. Give me another guess. Go okay, list. Well, crap. Um, let's see. Out of that list right there, it has to be an MLS player. Yeah, well, yes, so, of course. This is MLS. I'm put Ethan Finley. No, not Ethan Who? Finley. Uh, Darlington Nagby m- mentioned as the most underrated How player is he in the underrated? I don't know, but that's what, that's, they he tied for the most votes of the league's under, most underrated player, according to, to this poll. Now, he also got one vote for being the most overrated player, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But I, what, what you like here is that the, the core kind of takes care of itself. It's likely going to be a Beckerman Bradley. Or, uh, or, uh, Discrude Bradley starting lineup. And listen, I agree. Miss Discrude may be the most overrated player in MLS, but his first couple games at NYCFC have been better yes. than what I saw from him last year. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 I think he maybe gets a little bit of hate because of the hair and the style and the contract. The contract. I mean, he's getting 725K. Uh, that's kind of, or 750 maybe. That's that's a DP bought down down with Tam, right? Yeah, I, it's probably is bought down with Tam. By the way, we gotta get those Tam T-shirts. God Tam, we gotta get those T-shirts out. That was really bad, dude. How do I like uh, buzz myself? That was, that was about your level. That, uh, oh my god, that's so. That's Damn like, dog, that's, that's so inappropriate. All right, uh, so here's the thing. Where's the where's the width? Is it Nagby? The, well, I I think the width in this Finley? system comes from the fullbacks. Okay. I think that's uh, but, the way that he's looking wait, wait, to play. Wait, wait. Hold on, wait, if you're going to have on. DeAndre Yedlin in there, sure. you want him with chalk on his heels, if you, right? If you play DeAndre Yedlin at fullback, yes, that's some. But you're you're on, okay. You're going to play. We're going to play your width with your fullback on the right side, but you're probably going to have to play. Uh, you're going to play your width with your with your midfield on the left side. Now you got a you got gaps. No, no not mid- necessarily. Okay, okay now wait, Fabian who? Johnson can go. You play Fabian Johnson at left back. He's not going. You, I just don't think okay. he's going. Wait, let me let me fantasize for a second, okay? Okay, okay, okay. go ahead. All right, you put Andre Yellen on the right. You put Fabian Johnson on the left. Now, with with a that then the midfield he's chosen starts to make sense because now when you have that established and you have that width outside, that you can find a way to get Lee Win and Darlington Nagby on the field together. You know that now it starts to make sense. We're, okay, we're, you, we're talking. You get, we're talking four two three one. Is that what we're talking? Or are we talking about a diamond? What are we talking about here? Four two three one. Yeah, because I think what you're going to see is you're going to have like a bit of a bucket with Kyle Beckerman and Michael Bradley, with um, with uh, Lee Wynn, Garland and yeah. Clint Dempsey in front of them. Okay. With Josie out the door at the point. Okay. Okay. But by the way, Josie also carrying a hamstring injury that he. Uh, he did recover from enough to make a substitute appearance on the weekend, but he's going to be evaluated. I, I don't think he's a 90-minute player. I don't know if, if you want to stretch out Josie Altador, considering his, his hamstring issues. I think that's okay, though, because then you play Giassi Zardes up front. Uh, while, while it doesn't make me feel confident. How about Bobby Wood? How about Bobby Wood as a front runner? I, I, you know what? I don't mind Bobby Wood, because you know, I, I don't believe in Giassi as a, as a, as a lone for, striker. As a lone, no. No, he's got to play, yeah, he's gotta play off Wood, the Well, I don't think his stand-up play, his, his back-to-goal play is great. Yeah. He's, he'll, he'll be running off the ball enough that with three guys directly behind him, he can combine and try to slip in behind. I think that's here's, more his game. Here's what I think is going to happen. At least, um, well, I, I, the first game is in Guatemala City, so I, I imagine it. It could be a little different when they come back home to Columbus, but I think that Giassi starts over Darlington Nagby. I don't think Darlington Nagby starts in this in either one of these well, games. A different, a different way then with with Josie Altidore out, you move Clint Dempsey up to the striker role, 
and you play Jossie Zardes, Nagby, and Win across the 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 three in front of the two. Jossie uh, Zardes, Nagby, and Win, and then what'd you say the two were? See up top. Okay, um, I suppose that's possible. Uh, I, I I mean, obviously he would go with Altidore if Altidore was available. That's a hundred percent. So then you start thinking, okay, is he going to just find? the best replacement for Altador. There isn't really one of those. Although I think Bobby Wood's hold up play isn't a disaster. Uh he's not a big player, but that's not necessarily the key to hold up play. Um or Jesse's artist's hold up play isn't bad. Okay. I just don't think okay. it's it's strong suit. Chris okay. Wondolowski's probably the best out of those guys that are listed there outside of Josie Altador, but yeah, I don't want him true, but I don't, field. Yeah, and he's and he's Play not midfield now. He's not a guy that you want playing by himself he, uh, either. He he needs somebody doing the doing the the hard work. Um, I want Clint, I think I want Clint Dempsey up top with with the player like Lee Wynn and Darius Nagby underneath him because okay. what I one thing that's apparent about Clint Dempsey is that when you surround him with another tal- caliber of talent that thinks on the level he does, like you saw with Obafemi Martins, they can play two on five. Yeah, they I mean, can. Yeah, he needs a guy that thinks on his level, and I think Lee Wynn thinks on that level. Unfortunately, because Clint Dempsey's been left out of a few camps, you haven't seen Lee Wynn and Clint Dempsey play a lot together. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that works out for uh, if Clinton does something like that. I mean, we don't know if we trust him to figure anything out at this moment. Uh, by, by the way, a candidate to start who you didn't who we didn't mention is Alejandro Bedoya. He could uh, he could absolutely see the field um, on one of those wings, Jared. I think he's your sub. Okay. I think the energy he brings off the bench. He can be a, a defensive sub or an offensive you, sub. You know what he's no, not? Do you know what he's not? Do you know what DeAndre, what, what, sorry, what Alejandro Bedoya is not? He is not a defensive midfielder. Okay, Mr. Klinsman, let's just put that he's out there. He's not a defensive midfielder, but if you, if you need to, to sew up a game and you put him out on the right, I think he does a tremendous amount of work tracking on the right-hand side. I know. That he, he totally pays for himself when I, you want to lock a game down. I know. And because just, he's so industrious, when you're going forward as well and you need a goal, I mean, the guy never stops working. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm just, you know. Uh, and or hello. I'm just hearkening back to that friendly against Brazil when Klinsman hung him out to dry. Uh, by putting him as defensive midfielder in a game he had yeah. no business and a position he'd never played before in his entire life. All right, so that's the that's the U.S. men's national Jason, team. You don't know what you're talking about. The American soccer media is not educated <laughs> to understand, enough to understand right, so, the moves so, that Jurgen Klinsmann makes. So the first game is in Guatemala City. They play the second one uh, in on Tuesday in Columbus. Jared, give me a total score line between the. I mean, I know it's about three points on each game, but give me a total score line over the two games. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be 2-2 and go to penalties. No, what? I'm talking about, what are you talking, what are you doing to me? <laughs> no, I think, I think, um, going down there, I think Guatemala gets a 1-0 victory at home. What? Are you really serious? You know, they haven't lost them in 21 games. Uh, do you, have, do you remember the stretch we had against okay. Jamaica, wow. Costa Rica, okay. all these other teams that we had really good stretches of against that we've dumped under Krinsman? Okay, but, but that, that was literally like, had never lost to Jamaica on U.S. soil, but had managed to do pretty well everywhere. Uh, uh, you sorry. asked me for my damn prediction. This okay. is it. Uh, your damn prediction. Wow. Okay. But I so, think USA wins 2-0 at home. Okay. I've got, I've got a 2-1 win in Guatemala City and a 2-0 win at home. I think they get six points out of this. I don't I think have it's. no confidence in Klinsman. Okay. Well, you are really like you're really sky is falling. I get the I'm the one that gets all the hate. You forget for, this is a team that gives up a goal every game early. The, they I, always give up the first goal, and you can't uh, okay. do that on the road in Concacaf. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, all right. I'm 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 usually the one that gets the, you know, that gets the hate for being anti-Klinsman. 
I'm usually the one that, oh, you just don't understand what Clinton's trying to do. Uh, he's got a plan. This is going to benefit the United States in the law. I'm always that. That's the, that's me. I'm the one that gets that. I just want to point out, you're the one calling for or saying, predicting a U.S. loss on the road in Guatemala City on Friday night. The U.S. has not played well on the road in CONCACAF under Klinsman. Okay. Let's move on to the U23s who have the harder task. That is absolutely no question about uh, about that. Uh, Columbia first in Columbia, then in Frisco, Texas on Tuesday. Uh, just briefly go down this roster. Obviously, not some of these guys we're not as familiar with, Jerry, but, but there's actually some pretty good talent here. If you look at this group... And you and you weren't talking about playing Columbia over two legs. You'd be like, "Hey, this isn't bad." There's the, some guys that can make uh, some time for the first team as well. Yeah. Um. You want to hear? Why don't I go through the list uh, this time around and, and give you a chance to respond? Uh, defenders. Now you did mention this player listed. He's listed as a defender, not as a midfielder. Kellen Acosta from uh, mm-hmm. FC Dallas. Matt Miazga, Eric Miller of the Montreal Impact. Shane O'Neill. Um, who's in Belgium these days? Uh, I don't think he's on loan somewhere else, though. I'm not sure where Shane O'Neill is. I believe Eric Miller is a Colorado Rapids. No, Eric Miller is a Montreal Impact player. According to U.S. Soccer, he's Colorado Rapids. I'm looking at the U.S. Soccer roster right now. So am I. It says Eric Miller, Montreal Impact. Does he got traded in between these two press releases? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tim Parker, Vancouver Whitecaps, DeSavio Payne, FC Groningen. Matt Polster of the Sheryl Fire, who for me is a midfielder, not a defender. Uh, Brandon Vincent from Stanford University and Walker Zimmerman of FC Dallas. Any thoughts on any of those players? Um, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, you think about the uh, Mike, Mia- Mike Miazga and maybe Shane O'Neill combination in the back. Kind of disappointed that Cameron Carter Vickers isn't in this. Yeah, he's injured, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that would have been your starting center back tandem with Matt Miazga pretty easily. If that was the case, um, I don't know if Shane O'Neill is getting time uh, with his new club or not. Um, but I think out of the choices there, that's the one I would go with, not knowing much about a couple of these guys. But uh, I think Kellen Acosta, if he is going to play defense, would, would start at one back, uh, one back, uh, fullback position. And I'm not sure who would take over the other, the right side of uh, fullback. I'm not sure who would do it out of this group. Wait, who, who did you say was starting on, on which side? I think Kellen Costa on the left. Kevin and Col- Kellen Costa could play, certainly play on the left. Uh, DeSavio Payne's a fullback. Uh, could see some time. Uh, I'm not sure which side is his, his main side. Brandon Vincent obviously is a right back. Uh, um, Walker Zimmerman can play fullback. He can, but I'd rather have him in the middle. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a center back for me and he's starting for FC Dallas these, these days. So he might be, he might even be a choice over Shane O'Neill depending on who's got the form right now. Shane O'Neill on loan to Cambridge United from the Belgian club that he moved to. So, uh, and he has played a couple times for them. Uh, but not a lot. So, so, in, okay. So you're, you're, def- I don't know if we feel great about it. Again, the best defenders that you have in this age group are John Brooks and Cameron Carter Vickers. And he's only 17, by the way. And neither one of those guys is in this mix. Yeah. But you got to think if, if, if Jurgen Clinton is bringing John Brooks to the, 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 the uh, senior team, 
It has to be to start. Otherwise, I don't understand why you bring him. You let him know. start. Wait, wait. Are you are you really trying to are you are you really putting like logic into the mix when it comes to Jurgen Klinsmann? Really? Right, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you should know better than that, my man. Come on. All right. Yeah. What's gonna happen is that we're gonna be like, oh man, U twenty threes could really use John Brooks, and he's gonna be on the bench for two legs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's and and then the the U twenty threes are going to give up goals, and we're gonna wonder what might have been. All right. Let's go to the midfield here for the U twenty threes. Fatai Alashi from. The San Jose Earthquakes, Paul Ariola of Club Tijuana, uh, Luis Gil or Hill from RS. He's in Mexico now, so you kind of got to say it with the. Yeah, but is he getting minutes for Quetero? Quetero? Is that where he's at right now? Yeah. Uh, by the way, he, he did sign for them, right? He's no, he's not alone or anything. Yeah, he's he? gone. Yeah, he's gone. So this, 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 uh, U.S. soccer roster is really crap. <laughs> All right, because uh, it's lists Real Salt Lake instead of his current club, Caratro. I'm telling anyway. you, I think my list is right. Where did you get? Where did you get your list? I literally clicked on the U.S. Soccer U23 list that came out March 19, 2016. Oh, from your email? From an email? No, no from where? From their website. From their website. You went to? Yeah. Okay, I want. I want to do this because I want to make sure I have the. All right. Uh, where's uh, like on the front page? No, I went to the the teams, and I went to U23s, and then I clicked on their roster. Okay, teams. U23 men's national team. Yeah, and, you and then a on... few things down, there's one that says Herzog names 23-man oh. roster. Okay, so you clicked a different, because I clicked on latest roster at the top, and that's why I'm getting that weird, I guess I'm getting the weird roster. So How nicely this is laid out you, for you? You're, you're right. This is the press release style, which I, I guess I prefer. All right, so Kellen Acosta, Fatal Ashi, Paul Ariola, Luis Gale, Julian Green. That, that's the first head-scratcher for me. I mean, I know he's a talented kid, but he failed last year on loan at Hamburg. He is mm-hmm. He decided to stick with Bayern Munich, and he's playing in a questionable quality league at the yeah. very least. Okay, but here's the thing. If he's going to have a role in U.S. soccer, this is the appropriate place. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. If, you, if, if, if you're going to call in Julian Green for anything, you call him in for this game. And maybe he is. I mean, a, Jerome okay. Kisavetter's not starting for Stuttgart. This is true. He hasn't made the senior squad yet. He hasn't made the first team yet. This is absolutely true. Uh, Emerson Hyman from Fulham, who's not playing at all, by the way, these days. Uh, Jerome, he's not because he's not good enough, but because there's some odd politics going on at, at Fulham. Um, and he might be joining Manchester United. Well, there's, that's a rumor, uh, that's out there. But he's gonna need a new club because guess what? My bet is that Fulham gets relegated to League One next season because they're in the bottom three of the champion. That's how far, think about that. Think about the glory days of Full America, Jared. And how far that team has, if they had stuck with the American in Europa for on, on, on a citizenship scholarship. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the good citizen. Yeah, right. The good behavior scholarship. Uh, and remember the, the goal that Dempsey scored against, uh, Juventus in that tournament? Anyway. Can you imagine if like D1 college, you have all the D1 colleges and then there's one college that makes it in because they had good citizenship, like from D3 or something <laughs> like that? Be crazy. Uh, so Hyman Kiesewetter, who you mentioned, who looks good every time he gets called up and plays. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. I liked him when he made some time with the US, the senior team uh, over the uh, winter break. But he needs um, to get a move where he plays at a senior level. I mean, I think that's yeah. fair. I think that's uh, very fair. Matt Polster, actually, Matt Polster's. See, this is why I should have list, looked at this list rather than. And I don't know what's going on with US. Hello, U.S. Soccer. Can you please fix your other roster because it's ridiculous. Um, Matt Polster is listed as a midfielder in this uh, in this list. Dylan Cerna of the Rapids and Will Trapp of the Crew. Jared, give me your give me your sense of what what we're looking at here. I mean, I, I would mind Alashe and Trapp being on the field together, uh, and ahead of them, 
something. I would prefer an Emerson Hyman Will Trap combo. Okay, in the that's middle fair enough. That really controls the midfield. Okay, controls the. You got those two guys controlling the midfield. Will Trap. And you rely it, on a Kisa Velter or okay. a, on the, another on the right and, and another winger to kind of break down. Uh, Ariola on the left, Kisa Velter yeah. on the right, and maybe Ariola's uh, going to. He's going to pinch in, you know, and that's yeah, sure. okay. Because if you're playing Kellen Acosta at fullback on the left side, he's streaky and he can fill out that space on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then you have maybe a Luis Gill in the middle, uh, pulling the strings in that's the hole. Fine. And Man then, midfield. then you got to do a single strike, no, lone no. striker if you're going to go that way. Oh, yeah, no, that's, but that's what I figured we would see. Uh, he's so only, you would see, uh, the one unnamed so far, Jordan Morris. Well, top. we've only got three forwards in this group. Jordan Morris, Mario Rodriguez, and Kyrie Shelton. Um, I think it's probably Morris, yeah. And I think okay, that's. Is it okay for, I, I, is it okay for me to say this? Tell me if it's okay for me to say this. Jordan Morris has looked pretty bad. No, I think that's okay. I, I Here's the thing. I don't think that Jordan Morris is the polished, finished product, first of all. That doesn't mean he's not good. It doesn't mean he won't be good. Um, And I think that the Seattle Sounders are dysfunctional right now, Jerry. I told you it was going to be that way at the beginning of the season, I, and you didn't believe me. I, maybe I overestimated Siggy's ability to navigate some of the stuff that's happened you to overestimated, You underestimated Seattle's ability to keep Ziggy around. He should have been fired. I, I said that this morning, by the way, on, on one of my shows. Absolutely. I think I think at this point, and I said this, and I'll put this call out right here on Best Soccer Show, because I know probably more people that, that, that like MLS listen to this show than anything else I do. If Seattle is a legit soccer town where they have pressure to win on that team, where they're demanding excellence, Siggy Schmidt shouldn't have a job. In Seattle he's anymore. Ars- he's, he's American's Arson Wenger. Yeah, it's it's too long. It's not working. It's it's and it's not working. It's not that it's not working to the point of making the playoffs. As you said, that's a perfect analogy, Jared. He is America's Arson Wenger. He does just enough where you kind of go, well, yeah, but if 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 you hold and on, and there's for flashes one more year. of where his team plays brilliantly. Exactly. Exactly. And it keeps you hanging on. It's like, oh my god, if they can play like that and they can just do it consistently, you know what I just? It'd be amazing. You know how my brain works? I just like a Wilson Phillips song just flashed into my brain with this. Discussion. Hold on for one more day. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> is that? Is that? Can I? Can I? Jay someday somebody's gonna make <laughs> turn around and say, "Nah, what really? We're doing all right." First of all, I'll admit that's a great song. I'll way. admit, yeah, I'll admit to guilty pleasure, Wilson Phillips. I think that's maybe that's maybe my top five guilty pleasure bands. I, I gotta say, my parents had that CD growing yes, up, and yes. I will n- totally admit to being that was one of the first songs I actively used the repeat button on a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom went through that adult contemporary phase. Uh, Wilson, is, Phillips. You, is there any songs you actually use the repeat function on anymore? Oh man. Uh... I can tell you last time I did repeat. Well, I do shuffle more than anything. I don't know. Maybe times have changed because there was a physical element to it. Like you had to, I don't know, you had to put the CD in the CD player. Well, you had to get the think tape. Think about it. You had to get up and walk across the room and put a different tape or a different CD yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. Where now yeah. you have an, a, a world's worth of music at your fingertips. You know what it is? I think, but I think it's age too. Like I think that when you're a kid, your, your brain, your brain, yeah, gets obsessed about something and gets into that loop and you play the same song. I mean, I must have listened to real, some really bad songs, but I mean, I, I, I probably listened to, um, uh, you know, I don't know, certain certain uh, popular music of the early 90s over and over, the same song over and over again. Absolutely, I did. There's 100% you know what the chance. best thing was, though? When you had a cassette tape yeah. and the last song of side one 
was great and the first song of yeah. side two was great because <laughs> then you listen and the amount of time it takes you to listen to the track on the side two you flip it back over you can just listen to both of them again yeah there you go there you go i remember correctly i think licensed the ill by the beastie boys had no sleep though brooklyn as the a track on the b side Ooh. and girls oh. uh, and uh and girls was the last song on the on the a side and i think you could do that with that tape if i remember correctly. wait wait which album was that Licensed Ale. Licensed Ale. Uh, I, I just want to see. I want to see how good your, um, how good I know your for a fact. No Sleep to Broken was the first track on the B side. But I th- and I, I think either Brass Monkey or Girls. No, Brass Monkey was on the B side. I think it was Girls was the last track on the A side. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so Fight for Your Right was the last track on the A side. Oh, that's the one then. And no sleep till Brooklyn was the first track on the B side. That was the dude. That was the combo. Yeah, that was the combo. And that's the better combo anyway. Well, maybe, but I'm. I, that's the thing. I think. Speaking of overrated, I think Fight for Your Rights way overrated in terms of the beast. In terms Dude, of the beasties, I was in fifth grade when that tape came out. That <laughs> song was perfect for my age. Oh, there you go. All right, well that makes sense. All right, so uh, we've touched on. Uh, I think we've touched on everything, right? Because we went through the, the forwards here. Um, just yeah, to, Jordan Morrison start up there though. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, look, this team's got a shot. They're underdogs. There's no doubt about that. But this team has a shot. I mean. They have to play solid defensive soccer in Colombia, and that's where you doubt, right? You have to, you, you're not sure that they're good enough Which to keep Colombia. That's why you need John Brooks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that, but I 100%. think that's why you go, you're going to go with the Emerson and Will, him and, and Will Trap combo in midfield, though. Yeah, those, uh, those two guys, uh, probably the best defensive combination. I, I think the whole game hinges on those two guys' ability. Well, in that game. okay, here's the thing though. Who's the, who's the ball winner in that, in, in that midfield? I, I think, I think they're both excellent passers. I think they're best, uh, excellent yeah. holding midfielders, but neither of them is a ball winner. So who's yeah, the ball Will winner? Will Trap does well because he has Tony Chani winning the yeah, ball. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe uh, Holster is maybe a decent ball winner. I, uh, that's why I said Alashi, because I think Alashi is probably the best ball winner of the bunch. Yeah, but you just you lose so much in terms of ball control. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not. Well, that's the thing though. When is the when have you ever counted on the United States of America to go to a game where they have a deficit of talent? Let's be fair, Colombia is going to be a more talented team and been able to hold on to the ball to any real extent, Jared. So that they right, they may should play more pragmatic. Yeah, they need to play. They probably need to 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 focus on playing without the ball. Have the ball if you can, of course. Control the ball if you can. Use possession to your advantage. Um, knock the ball around the midfield for five minutes. I don't care. I was care. like, once again, dude, I was expecting Clemson to actually live up to the <laughs> ideals he established when he oh, took the that's job. That's so mean. That, that's so, that's so, that's just so Damn, mean. Damn, dog. Oh. Inappropriate. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not uh, mean at all. All right. So we've got about uh, 20 minutes left in this program. Uh, I did want to touch on. All right. So let's do, let's spend the, the rest of the time with this, with this poll. Or do you want to do MLS first, Jared? Do you want to do a general? Yeah, let's do MLS? the poll. Well, listen, right. people know the results. I mean, we'll hit that if we need to, but let's do the poll. <laughs> all right. So you've got 123 players, current players who answered on the condition of anonymity. These questions ready for, ready? I want you to give me your guess, Jared. How about we play this? I'll give you a ding. I know you, you can't hear it for the people at home. Jared can actually hear guess my what sounds. the answer is or guess who did what quotes. No, well, that might be fun too, because there's only, there's usually a couple of quotes that follow these up. But I want you to guess the percentage of people who, uh, I will say like, okay, here's, here's a, we'll use the first one as the example. Is the standard of play in MLS getting better or worse? And I want you to tell me the percentage I, you uh, think first, said better. First of all, better. I think the MLS players are essentially biased in this category, so I think it's going to be unreasonably high, like 90%. Okay, so you think 90% of the respondents said it's a, it's better, it's getting yeah. better. Okay. 99% of MLS of yeah, these 123 players. Shocking. That's well, like asking me, yeah. do, am I good in bed? <laughs> well, I mean, 
you know, I think you're you're fairly you're honest. Like damn guy. right I am, but okay. my wife might have a different opinion. <laughs> oh, it's uh, incredible! All right, uh, let's see. Uh, I feel like the game is moving away from a vertical game where you're just going forward and moving towards a more possession type game. That's one quote. I no way to know who said that. I think the quality of players is better now. You have guys who played internationally. You have guys who are coming in from other countries. And last quote, uh, I'm not sure the star- 11 starting players on the field are better than some of those DC United teams that were really good early on. I think the younger players are better today, though. Is that fair? Oh, who's the old man that said that? I know, right? I mean, you think you think it's somebody who knows the league's history well enough or somebody who is older? I think it's someone that knows the league's history enough, to be honest with you. I think you're maybe looking at a Nick Romando who actually played again with some of yeah, those guys at played, DC. Yeah, he was, uh, he was on those, uh, he was on the 2004 championship team, I think. So he had, uh, lingering yeah. holdovers from those early DC United teams from Bruce Arena's era. All right. Uh, does United States national team head coach Jurgen Klinsmann give MLS players a fair chance? How many, per- how many, what percentage said yes, Jaren? Uh, I think it's pretty split. I mean, I'm going to say like 55. Okay, 65% said yes, he gives them a fair chance. I'm not going to go through this list. Uh, actually, no, here's the money quote. This actually is a good quote. He met, one of these guys mentions Altador and Dempsey, and, uh, he says it's not always consistent, blah, blah, blah. Here's the quote. Then you look at Jordan Morris. The kid is in college. Who said, hey, Jurgen, go watch this college kid instead of watching an MLS game? Yeah, uh, that's the, uh, that's, is that, is that Benny <laughs> Failhaber's quote? Uh, that, I don't even know. I'm using the same, like. Damn, dog, that's in a pro. I'm using the same drops over and over again. Does it just fit too good? Um, yeah, maybe. Although I, look, the, the story goes that it was Stanford playing a scrimmage against the U.S. national team, not, not Klinsman going to watch a Stanford game. You know, I, you know what I really picture it as? Like, he's sitting there watching that game. And there's a moment just like Fast Times Rismont High where What's-Her-Name's getting out of the, the pool and yeah. Jordan Morris just like ripping off his red bikini. <laughs> uh, slow-mo. Phoebe Cates, right? And it just, it just switched to uh, Jurgen Klinsmann's face Man. as he's lusting over him. But that's, here's the thing about Fast Times. Yeah, Phoebe, Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Slightly, before my t- slightly before my maturation to uh, – uh, their, my ability to appreciate it properly. So uh-huh. I kind of watched it after it was 10 years old and I don't know, like, I guess I enjoyed it, but I, I but I don't know that I have the soft spot for fast times. That a lot of people do. I don't know. There's something. Dude, so off. many people have like their first movie appearance in that movie that I you know, don't right? think about. Like um, Anthony Edwards in that movie. Forrest yeah. He's Whitaker. He's a Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Obviously is Sean little, Penn. Sean Penn. Uh, I don't know if it was, ju- I don't know, I don't if, know it was, if Judge Reinhold's first movie. I don't know if it was his first movie. Phoebe Cates, um, the, uh, what, who's the, the younger girl? Uh, Jessica, well, Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee, Lee yeah. yeah. Who went on to be like in some serious stuff later on in her career. She's yeah, was nominated for Academy Award this year. What, oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. You're the man on the, yeah, I don't remember the, uh, I don't remember the movie, but yeah, she was. Okay. Um, here's a guy. And the whole time all I can think about is her in a dugout. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who played what's his name the 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 the, the italian dude who like the, uh the, the not styles what's his name oh styles was teen wolf but yeah, yeah, the what, guy just like that yeah you know who i'm talking about that the guy that sells tickets that has the piano yeah, scarf whatever happened to that guy <laughs> what did that guy end up oh man? what was his name in that movie dude oh god all right let me hold on now this is gonna kill us we, we should it's, but it's a nickname right it's not yeah like yeah, a, yeah yeah it's definitely a nick it's definitely his last maybe hey, his rat. last time What's his name? Because he called the other guy Rat all the time. Yeah, what? It's it's definitely his. It's like his last name, right? Uh, uh let's yeah, see. I think it is his last name. Damone. 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 Yeah, Mike Damone was his name in the 
Yeah. A rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PB Cates, Ray Walston as Mr. Hand, of course. Yeah, that's a great uh, one. Let's see, man. Some Forrest Whitaker. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. Someone else was in that that diner scene, too. I can't remember who it is, but there's another person in that, too. But well, Oh, I know. Uh, it's um, Nick Cage. He was no, he was he was in this. He was in the rest the uh, fast food restaurant scene. Yeah, the diner. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, diner. It's like it's like I thought it was like the pirate ship place or something. Whatever, dude. The, you know all, what I'm talking about all American. I think Edwards and him were both in that scene. All American Burger or whatever that was. All yeah. American Burger. Yeah. yeah, All American Burger. Anyway, okay. Uh, so we were talking about um uh these this poll. Here's here's the last quote on the. Uh, on whether or not the, uh, Klinsman's giving a fair shot. Here's a, he's a guy who spent his whole career in Europe, so I definitely think he rates playing in Europe over MLS, but I think he has come to recognize the talent can still come from your domestic league. All right, so there you go. Um, That's a quote of a player that one day is worried that these quotes are going to leak. Maybe. I, I don't think this one is very interesting at all, but I will report it. Should MLS continue during international breaks? Yes or no? How many people said, how many, what percentage said yes, Jared? Uh, I'm going to say 20%. 8% said yes. So 92% said take the break. Now, we've got the international window coming up. There are three games on the schedule. I'd rather there not be three games at all. Did you know that? I just found this out, that those those teams opted to play. Yes. It was not required. That was sort of publicized beginning uh, to at the beginning of the year. I think that's something that MLS... I think maybe that's something that MLS kept from... Not, not like kept it under lock and key, like make it a secret... But just didn't publicize, and I think they made a choice this year to have their I think people. They should have publicized it because you think how much heat the league takes for the schedule. Well, I think they got tired of it. I think they got tired of taking. And I was the thinking heat. about something. I was talking to, I think it was Jeff Clem, the PR guy for Columbus Crew. We were having a conversation about this, and um, and I really started to think about like I never really thought about it this way, but you can really equate a lot of the politics in MLS to federal versus state, and this is one of those like. The the federal government would t- takes the hit for a lot of things, but yeah. it's actually the states making the decisions. Right, exactly. Yeah, states' rights. Uh, MLS uh, teams are the st- anyway. But you um, don't hear anyone saying like, "Why is RSL playing this weekend?" You hear, right. "Why is MLS playing games?" This is true. This is very true. And people don't put it down on the teams, and 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 that's why maybe it's being publicized. So there you go. If your team is playing this weekend, and you're wondering why that is with the international break, maybe you blame the team. All right, uh, your yeah. com- your commissioner for a day. What one? What's the one thing you change about MLS? I'll I'll just give you a just guess the the top issue, Jared. Okay. Guess guess it uh, right oh, off the top. Oh, let me do it. Uh, I'm gonna say free agency. Okay, free agency is number two. Uh, number one is salaries, which kind of in the yeah, same. Yeah, I guess general I kind area. of put them in the same blow. Yeah, forty-four percent said that they would uh, increase salaries. Seventeen percent said free agency. Five percent said charter flights. And I was like, damn, those tall guys are the five percent, right? There's like six or seven guys. Well, there's in this a group. great picture out there of the of the galaxy traveling to Colorado, and it's Gerard De Jong, uh, Keane, Arena in first class. Think, yeah. Yeah, all in first class. And AJ De La Garza tweeting to him, hey, bring send us some peanuts to the back. <laughs> uh, Charter fights, 5%. Uh, no turf fields, 5%. End single entity, 4%. Those are the guys that have business degrees from like Stanford and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Those are the guys that are on the union. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the Brad Evanses of the world. Single table, 3%. Roster transparency, 3%. Other, 19%. So we don't know what the other is. Um, let's see. I'd make winning match bonuses a lot more. Then at the end of the year, you'd see guys give a bleep, to be honest. Um, hmm. I think the supporter shield winner should get a buy all the way to conference final. That's an interesting one. Um, I'd make the commissioner be a player for a day. Then he'd see what it's like. 
<laughs> yeah, that's someone that's not based in reality. That's like a Trump voter. Oh my God! Uh, are MLS players being uh, currently being paid fairly? How many percent said no, Jared? Um, seventy-two. Eighty-four percent said no. So I'm not too far off on these. No, you're not. Uh, when you look at guys who, who leave the league and make uh, double or triple what they're making here in Scandinavia, obviously we're not being paid enough. Uh, I think it's just hard to say that it's fair when you can be making sixty grand and a guy on your team is making eight mil. You don't see gaps like that in other leagues. And here's on the positive side: players are getting more money every year. We're still not comparable to other leagues, but we don't have the TV yeah, but packages. You know what? I, part of me is also wondering: like a lot of these guys haven't had a job other than soccer. And I'm the people are gonna be mad at me for saying this, but you have a choice. I mean, some people don't play in Scandinavia because they want the quality of life that comes with America. I could get a lot more for what I make if yeah. I move to Texas. Okay, I, but uh, I don't move there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I know what you mean. That actually comes up a little bit later. Uh, all right. Uh, would you leave MLS if you had the chance to play in a European league, Jared? Yes. What's the percentage of yes responses? That's not that simple. That's a hard one. Um, I would say yes. I, I would say they, this could be like 85%. 66% said yes. Mm. All right. Um, yeah. uh, see, I get this question all the time. It depends. If the player, if the Premier League called tomorrow, of course, if I go to, if it's to go to play in the Finnish second division, I might as well go to the USL. So that's kind of what you were saying. Like it depends, right? Yeah. That's a tough question to answer. Yes or no. Uh, let's see. It's a good way to get recognition for your national team. I think they recognize that quite a bit. Uh, the fact is you can make history in this league, whereas you're just another player in Europe unless you do something drastic. The best drastically thing you good. can do to get yourself in the national team is B17. What? B oh B seventeen years old. To make it, get on the national team, get attention. B seventeen. That's the uh, no. way all that Klinsman cares about. Apparently, uh, do you favor promotion and relegation in MLS, Jared? <sighs> I think a lot of people favor it. They I don't think they realize that it's not very likely. But I would say favor sixty five percent. Favor forty nine percent. Fifty one percent said no. Just a, a no. Last year, sixty four percent said yes. So you were. In that but here's area. the thing. I don't think a lot of people aren't thinking the word favor. I think people are just saying, thinking, is it going to happen or not? And I think that's why it drives the number a bit lower. It, what now? Sorry, was it? Someone I think saying? people are actually thinking feasibility instead yeah. of favorability. Well, there's some people who say, you know, it bring more pressure. You have more teams willing to tee, uh, tee it up for three games. Uh, have Wouldn't have teams waiting to tee it up three games for the playoffs to start to kick ass, which is an interesting quote. Then you have uh, one. There's no scenario where I could see that. We're not even close to being ready for that. And that's the pragmatic response. So. Yeah, see, and that's not what they're asking. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, what's the best way to decide the MLS champion? Playoffs or single table? Jared, how many, how many said, uh, what percentage said playoffs? Uh, I think a lot of people say single table. So I'm going to say 40% said uh, playoffs. You need to flip that one around. Really? Yeah. 60? 60% said playoffs, 40% said single table. Which That's it, surprising you know, to me. In 123, fairly smallish. I mean, it's a, it's a good amount of players. But you know what? Wrong, I but... get that. I, I would revise my answer because I didn't think about one thing. We currently don't have a balanced schedule. So that does, I think, skew that answer far more to the playoff side. Okay. Uh, does the signing of stars no longer in their prime help or hurt MLS development? Help. Mm -hmm. What's the percentage of help? 25%. 55% said it helps. 21% wow. uh, said it hurts. 24% said it depends on the player, which I think is, I'm not going to say the right answer, but for me, it's all about the player. I mean, here's actually a perfect quote. Back in the day, Beckham helped. Drogba, he helped. When players are hungry, they can come in and help. Other players, I don't want to name names, 
but they are more here to enjoy life than, of course, it doesn't help. So, yeah, I mean, it's a matter yeah. of commitment, right? Yeah, I, I think that was uh, that, that was likely like Sebastian Legette talking about Steven Gerrard. <laughs> what draws international players to MLS? Living in North America, money, growth of the league, quality of playing, new experience. What do you think uh, the percentage that, that – that I think it's uh, quality of life. Um, quality of life uh, – well, living in North America, I guess, is the one. Yeah, F- I guess that's the one I'm talking 50, about. 53% said for living in North America. Money was 32 it's a, good, it's a good thing. Yeah, growth of the league was thirty. Uh, was sorry, twelve. Uh, facilities unbelievable. Some of the top teams in the world don't get to show up and work uh, to work and have what we have. Uh, potential is huge. Blah blah blah. Uh, will celebrity owners like David Beckham and Will Ferrell attract more big name players to MLS in their prime? Yes or no? What's the yes or the percentage? On Wait, the yes? save that question. Is that kid a question really exists? Say that one more time. Will celebrity owners like David Beckham and Will Ferrell attract more big name players to MLS in their prime? I think it's a dumb question. <laughs> it's a dumb question. Okay, this is written by ESPN staff, so I'm gonna assume that you're the dumbass that wrote that. So no, no, I didn't write um, that. No, I didn't have anything to do with this. To be honest, with you. I really want to hope that Jeff Carlisle didn't write that because I have more respect for him than that. Um. I would say ten percent. Okay. By the way, the that's what o- it should be. The only remotely uh, Phil Will Ferrell related drop I have, I think, is this one. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Which is Paul, which is Paul Rudd and not Will Ferrell from Anchorman. But whatever, there you go. Oh no, I have loud noises too, but that's not Will Ferrell either. Seventy-two percent said yes. That celebrity owners like David Beckham and Will Ferrell will attract more big name players in their prime. Now I think that's, it's that's ridiculous. I think it's more about I think it's I think it's uh 26 said no. I think it's more about Beckham. Beckham could be beneficial, he's well respected, but if you're trying to sign a guy like say Jack Wilshire, I'm not sure he's going to come because Will Farrell is part owner, which I agree with. I get the feeling that a lot of European stars will want to play for David Beckham's club for him but also because the Europeans love Miami. Come on. I mean, if that's the reason they're coming, then I want them here, right? They, yeah, they exactly. I guess that's why I'm so visceral about that. My number was so low. Yeah. Which MLS stadium has the best, sorry, best slash most intimidating atmosphere? Um, I think Portland. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to make you guess percentage wise. Just wh- who do you think number one is? Portland. Portland. Uh, Portland's 42%. Kansas City, too. Kansas City is number two at 28%. Seattle, and number three. Seattle's number three at 21. Uh-huh. Red Bull's got 3%. And then six other teams got six uh, got six percent total, so that's basically like <coughs> one vote, I guess. What was um, Portland's percentage? Forty-two. I I do like the quotes here. Uh, there isn't one stadium in MLS that I consider intimidating. The best atmosphere is Portland, but the best overall experience is Kansas City because they're full and it's grass. And this is the best. This is the money quote, Jared. Intimidating to me is playing at FC Dallas at two in the afternoon in mid July. <laughs> That's hot. It gets hot, man. Uh, is MLS expansion positive or negative? Um, I think it's going to be positive, and it's going to be 68%. 80% said positive. Mm. Yeah. Uh, said I, uh, most of them, most of these quotes are basically, uh, you know, here's the thing, though. There's some question about the dil- dilution of the pa- of the talent pool. Meanwhile, they all 99% said the league's getting better, right? So yeah, yeah. but here's the thing. Once again, that's a, it's a bias, it's a bias base that you're asking. I mean, they if to say that the talent if they don't think the talent pool is strong, they're talking about themselves. Right. Exactly. You know, I know what you're saying. Uh, let's see, can an MLS team win the Concacaf Champions League without spending more on players? Yes or no? No. That's got to be like 95% no. 
75% yes. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think an MLS team wins in the next three or four years. I think How can your top opportunity be salary? I don't know. Uh, and then not equate that to the, that question. It's hard for an MLS player making 50K to get up for an extra game for like uh, a $30,000 bonus between 30 players. A lot of guys look like, look at it like, oh crap, rather than an opportunity, which is interesting. I mean, that's, yeah. If you're, if you're splitting $30,000 bonus between the entire roster, it's not a whole lot of money, um, to go around. And why are you going to work yourself up for that? That's terrible for the fans to hear. Where would and I saw somebody spin this into the into the ultra negative today when they tweeted it and I was just I was I wanted to punch my my computer but I think it's a fair a fair result here. Where would the best MLS team finish in the Premier League this season? Uh, they had a choice: one to four, five well, to nine. This season, they could finish first. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, one to four, five to nine, ten to fourteen, fifteen to twenty. What do you think is the uh, highest percentage? The second to the bottom one, whatever uh, that was. 10 to 14 had 50% of the vote, and that's number one. Yeah. Uh, you had 5 to 9, 17%, and 15 to 20, 33%. Nobody picked 1 to 4, the top four spots in the league. Uh, so um, sixth, guys would play in that league and figure it out. I think guys in this league are a lot better than people give them credit for. And then this one, the ultra negative, relegated. The best MLS team would get relegated every year in the Premier League. An MLS All-Star team would fight to survive in the bottom half. Now, what's uh, you know, what's interesting for me there, Jared, is is it's impossible to uh, look. The talent levels is better in the Premier League. Uh, I would guess across every single one of those teams than even the best MLS team. The depth is definitely better, right? But the question yes. is whether or not an MLS team not having to deal with the travel, not having to deal with the heat, not having to deal with uh, some of the factors that impact um, the, this league, whether they would be better and whether they would be able to play more consistent soccer that would ultimately lead to, say, uh, a 13th place finish or something. Uh, possibly. Um, I also think that you're going to be playing in worse weather for a good portion of the year than a lot of these teams have to play in. They're also being playing in fair weather other parts of the year. I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's too many variables to really come to an, a logical conclusion on. But I'm just going to try to take those peripherals out of it yeah. and just say that I think that based on the talent, the best team L- LA, best team MLS has, if you take Dallas last season, yeah, I don't know if they or New do York. quite as well as – I think Seattle at their peak last season would do better than Dallas would over a full season. Okay. Well, I mean it's a matter – yeah. It, it, who's the best team is part of the problem. Who's the best team in MLS? It's, is it definitely Portland? Well, not really. They weren't the best team over 34 games. Is it New York? Okay, maybe, but they fell fell short in the playoffs. And you know, you look at them now, or they they're having trouble, you know, continuing. And also, style on. of play is going to be part of it too. Columbus maybe. probably play do better in, than some of those teams will because they yeah. play a lot of wing play, which really kind of excels in in England. All right, uh, we have just a couple of minutes left here as we're sort of approaching overtime. I do want to hit a couple of these. I got a couple of tweets, Jared. So we'll do these rapid fire. You just give me your responses. Uh, from Michael, what's the best place for youth stars to play with the U.S.? Should Green, Zalalem, and Pulisic be uh, with their peers or with best players? You mean in a national team format? I think so. I think that's what he's saying. I think you you, Man, you already you it, already it, advocated it, it, you already advocated for Christian Pulisic to be playing with the U twenty three. Absolutely, is, and it's it's the occasion as part of that though. Okay. It is a two-off game you, to go to the yeah, Olympics. I see what you're saying. You, you think that they need him more. That's a matter of need there, yeah, right? Out, yeah, if it's just a normal rotation outside of a tournament atmosphere, I think they should be playing with the senior team. 
if their talent is good enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do like that quote. I mean, if you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough, but, uh, you have to be, you have to be careful about rushing a kid like Pulisic. You have to, come yeah. on. I mean, I think Klinsman rushed green and I think it screwed green's head up. And I think that's why he's behind the curve. If, if, if there was, if the Olympics and the gold cup this, this summer, sorry, the uh, Copa America this summer overlap, do you want Pulisic with, right. The, 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 uh, Copa I want America? The I want or do you want with the Olympics? I want in the Olympics, yeah. I want yeah, in the Olympics. Yeah. All right. Uh, John H is the last one. Um, I'd love your perspective on what the Red Bull win this weekend means. Character building, turning quarter, or a hollow win. If I'm choosing between all three of those, Jared, I'm going with, with hollow win. I, I know that they hadn't scored coming in and they dropped four on Houston. But that Houston defense has proven to be pretty bad so far. They can score goals too, but yeah, they're pretty it's a bit bad. Hollow wind because you also let up three goals. Yes, How can exactly. you be happy with yourself when you let up three goals? Exactly. And I know, I know Houston. Has and these been... were terrible goals. Yes, bad goals. Jeez, this, bad this, goals. Four three. It is the least sexy four three ever because it's just whiffs on the ball by defenders. I mean, it was terrible defending on both sides of that. And people are gonna say I'm knocking Houston still. Houston's been entertaining this season. Absolutely been entertaining. I think they might be the hottest offense still yeah, um, most, in the league. Uh, most, goals, most goals scored in the league. I still, I think that they're still, they, they added three. They had an eight. That's 11. I think they have, um, yeah, they're, they're leading the league awesome. right now. They also look terrible you, defensively. Nobody, nobody else is a pro, nobody else has double digits. In fact, the second highest scoring team in the league is the Galaxy with seven. So, uh, Houston is out in front by a, by a significant mark. But as so you said, they're, they're giving them up. Also led, they've also, uh, they've also, uh, given up seven goals, which yes, is the most right. in the entire Western Conference. Right, exactly. Which, <laughs> and only one behind the Red Bulls for most in the league. I hope that they stay that way all year long. I mean, I'm sure so they'll make them the most entertaining team in the yes, league. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think Owen Coyle and his shorts should be, uh, promoting a, a, a free willing, Crazy ass offensive attacking style in Houston. I mean, they can't yeah, but, keep. But don't tell me that they're the that that don't don't no one out there should be telling me that they're the best team in the league right now. Uh, who said that? I mean, first of all, it's not enough games to make anyone the best team in the league. Yeah, but there you can't give up seven over three and defend the way you did in this game. Okay, and make yeah. claim to be great. Okay, and last thing here, I'm gonna go. Through, I'm gonna pick a couple of teams out, and I want you to tell me if you think they're legit or counterfeit. Okay, are you ready? For all right, the Montreal Impact. Legit, they're doing it without Drogba. Okay, you know, I, I think that if they can be this good without him, I mean, I think that says a lot. And okay. this carries over from last season. Yeah, they did lose Something to legit. they did lose to FC Dallas in Frisco, but everybody loses in Frisco, and that's a very good FC Dallas team. So I think Montreal's legit. The Philadelphia Union, Jared, not legit, not legit. What? No. Not, just not a fan of the Philadelphia Union. I'm sorry. I, okay. I, I don't, right. I don't think they, <laughs> didn't okay. they have penalties this week? Is that one of the reasons they won? I, no, I they had, well, they had, they won three nothing. They got two penalties. They missed them both or shot or saved them both. So they should have yeah. been five nothing. Listen, that was more about New England being bad. Okay. All right. Uh, that, that might be that may, may be unfair. There's people in the Philadelphia are probably thinking that they're they're they're, they're will be just right now. But mm-hmm. when you've had the track record the Philadelphia Union has had, mm-hmm. I think you need to have far more consistency before we're going to say you're legit. Okay. Uh, just uh, what, two more teams in the Eastern Conference: Toronto FC. 
I think that they are legit, and I think it's really tough to open up the season on the road the way they have. Yeah, eight games on the road, and they played three of them, and they've gotten uh, four points out of that so far. I think that's not too bad if they can get. To, if you're averaging, if you're uh, averaging uh, a point a game on the road, on the road, yep. you're okay. Yep, and they're at one point three three right now. All right, the last team in the Eastern Conference, the Columbus Crew, who have the fewest have the fewest points in the Eastern Conference, one point. Through three games, and their la- and the one point came in a shocking. goalless goalless draw against uh, against Chicago. I think it's pretty shocking. Um, Do you think I'm they're not in trouble? Sure what the difference is there? Justin Miram has not looked himself. Um, he's been rough the last few games. Um, this this is one of the most shocking things about MLS so far this year is where they're at. Um, I'm going to say that it's actually pretty right where they should be for how they're playing. I don't think it's where they're going to finish. Okay, All right, well, that's what I meant. Uh, all right, I so you picked them to win the East, right? I did. I did. All right, so let's go. Uh, let's go back. Let's go out west very quickly. Um, you know, again, counter, uh, legit or counterfeit? Uh, San Jose Earthquakes right now on six points. A uh, little bit counterfeit, Ooh, I think. Uh, I think. Go ahead. I think people don't know how to play the Earthquakes yet. They've had a lot of changes, and from last the last couple of years, and I think teams are going to figure out that if you if you Hold Quincy Ameriquois and don't let him turn towards goal and run at you. This team's going to have a lot of trouble. And okay. I think you saw that against LA Galaxy mm-hmm. in the way that um, uh, Van Dam uh, really kind of locked him down, didn't give him a lot of space. They didn't let them turn and look upfield a lot. I think if you can do that, then I think earthquakes aren't that strong. Okay, we've already got your thoughts on Houston. Right now, um, RSL is on five points through three matches, so they're uh, in a decent spot. How, what do you make of RSL? Um, kind of surprised. Uh, it, pleasantly surprised. I want them to do well. I've always wanted RSL to do well because I think they stick to their guns probably better than any other team about who they are as an identity. Uh, they're gonna play their style, come win, lose or draw. Yeah, they changed some things. And there's something to be admired about that. They've changed some things. They've changed um, the way that they play. But yeah, I mean, they they've got likable players. Plata, um, certainly. But I think there's this season they're really gonna go as Joel Plata does. Oh yeah, I think so. I think that's true. That was a nice free kick he had um, on the weekend in that draw against Portland. Portland, I expect to be fine. And they should honestly, they should have two more points than this. They gave up two points on the road to Orlando first game of the season. RSL did, yep. Uh, allowing two goals in an added time. Um, let's see. I, I don't expect you to make a, a full on commitment to good yet or legit, but the Rapids, you think they're better? I don't think they're as. I think they're definitely better. Okay. I think they're miles better than okay. what they've been last season. I think they could be a playoff team this year. All right. And, and adding Tim Howard is an upgrade. Is it worth it though? Um, financially, it's hard to say. On the field, definitely worth it because okay. Zach McMath. Do you see him bubble that ball this yeah, weekend? Yeah, man, I feel bad for. Look, I'm not saying Zach McMath is better than Tim Howard or should keep his job or they shouldn't sign Howard. I, I do have problems with the with the taking up a DP slot with a goalkeeper. I don't care who he is, et cetera, et cetera. But the guy who's replacing you and is going to come in, walk in, and make two and a half to, to almost three million bucks to be your replacement this summer, and you have to wait that period out and try to be on top of your game between now and then. Is in the building, meets your teammates, is on national television. Come on. How hard has that got to be for Zach That's McMath? Professional sports, dude. All right. I mean, all right. I, I, all right. Hey, here's, why, here's why I'm still up on Colorado as well. They still don't have Jermaine Jones back. They don't. Either. They don't. Yeah, we'll see how I mean, that we works. We saw what he did for a team in New England. Look at New England right now. That's New England without Jermaine Jones the last two seasons. Yeah. Okay. And it's starting off that way again. Without Jermaine Jones, that team doesn't have the bite. And the consistency, and I would say the maturity that it has with him. And I think Colorado can gain from those exact. You can you imagine Dylan Powers playing next to Jermaine Jones? 
Yeah, I don't know if that's the. I hope that that's the way they're gonna go. Uh, they they've got Dylan Powers playing the hole right now, and he's not a ten. He's not a he's not that guy. He's more of a box to box guy. I mean, he's a he's a Michael Bradley in but waiting. So, so he, is Jermaine Jones, and I'm excited to kind of see two box to box guys like that. It was very yeah. similar to how Stuart Holden and Ricardo Clark played together at Houston uh, mm. a few years back. They didn't. You know what? I, I think your brain and I'm I'm with you on that. But they didn't play a whole lot together. You know, they didn't play a whole lot together, right? Like but they, when they did, I thought it worked. No, really when well they when them. they did, but I just I think we remember. I mean, maybe me, uh, maybe it's just me. I remember I see like I remember Stuart Holden played all these games for. He didn't play that many games for Houston. He played you know a, a good amount, but he wasn't like he was established as some like every year first eleven type player, best eleven type player. Anyway, that's just me and and Stu Holden. Um, all right, that, that's it. I think we're done. That's a good show. We actually, like I said, we went to we went some extra time, some uh, bonus since we we missed You're last welcome. week. Yeah. All right, so uh, we will finish this up. Jared, anything to add for the people? And we gave a prediction for the Guatemala games. I've got the United States winning on Friday. You've got them losing. What about Colombia for the United States U23s? I, think they, I don't think USA advances to, to Colombia. Okay, but do you think that they can get, say, um, you know. I think they win They win 1-0 at home and lose 2-0 on the road. Okay, I think that's probably fair. I think I'm going to go with you on that one as well. But let's hope that they spring a surprise. We'll be back next week to talk about that and MLS. See you guys. I am Mikkel Morsen and Paulson Diskere. I'm Epic Win. Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. Get to the chopper! Jay Rodius.